fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> so you gonna wear that sweatshirt the whole time? I'm cold. Oh my god, your titties can't be tittying if you got a sweatshirt on. Are you telling me I need to strip? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think this is? Like right now? Yeah. No. <laughs> Monday when the show comes out. Hang <laughs> on. I got an idea. Okay. Sweatshirt's coming off. <laughs> Ooh. Tank top's coming off. And the same color fucking sports bra that you had your tank top. Like, hey, titties. <laughs> Say, shut up. I'm going. Titties. I'm getting there. Oh, now we're going to put the sweatshirt back on. <laughs> Ta-da. Okay, I mean, like, you can't be tittying the whole time. <laughs> Make up your mind. Well, I mean, shit. You know how this works? Social media, Hang you on. can't post anything. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fucking A. I made two. You wanted me to be tittying, so I tittied. But then you said I tittied too much. You did titty too much. Does this does this work? I guess, like, yeah. I can just yeah, just up and down. Yeah, just keep it so that your nips aren't exposed. They're not. They're there. They're they're hiding right behind the zipper. If your nips are exposed, Zuckerberg will ban your ass. Well, and TikTok will ban you again for like the eighth time. We we don't talk about that. I know we don't, <laughs> but we are going to talk about a bunch of shit today. Oh yeah. So, are you fucking ready? I'm ready. Outstanding. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Pedro, along with the pretty much all covered up beautiful miss tank hey they're still there uh-huh i was doing my whole little titty dance to our theme song and you were like let me check my my phone real quick and i'm over here to bounce in my titties and you're just like eh. i was replying to someone that said something along the lines of whatever i'm doing at the moment was really fucking hot so sorry about that you were doing something really hot yeah yeah i'm doing something really hot right now yeah <laughs> And someone important to me said that they thought it was very hot. Okay. So I was not going to pass up that opportunity to thank that person. Well, that was very, very nice of you. I know, because <laughs> I'm a polite guy. You are. You totally are. Too polite sometimes, but... I mean, I know. feel like it's okay to be too polite, because you can't uh, fix it if you are a complete jackass. I agree. <laughs> so it's better to be on the, go on the air of caution and be more of a gentleman. Yeah. So, all right. Let's jump into this week's swing topic. Because oh, yeah. Because this is going to be a juicy one. It's a doozy. Not only because of the topic, but because we have several people in our lives that have either gone through this recently or are going through it right now. Yes. And like... It blows my fucking mind that this happens. So I was going to say, let's, let's see what that is. What yeah. is it that blows your mind? So what blows my mind in the swing lifestyle, you have certain people 
that will claim or call dibs on other fucking swingers. So that means if you're my friend Mm -hmm. and you're a swinger and I'm like, hey, just so you know, so-and-so is mine. Like, I'm chasing after them tonight. Okay. Right? Now, if that person shows my friend no interest, you know, like meaning me. Right. And then you end up going and playing with them. Mm-hmm. I would get all butthurt. Be like, oh, I called dibs. I was going to hit that. Like, yeah, it's n- fucking disgusting. No, you can't call dibs on people because, one... Like you just said as the example, say you're interested in that person, but they showed no interest really in you, but they decided they wanted to play with me. Why the fuck am I not going to be able to play? Right. Like, I don't understand this mentality of just because me and you are friends. Right. And you know I'm interested in this other person. That should not mean they are off limits to you because you're my friend. No, absolutely not. And like... For us as a couple, when we have friends that are at a party or whatever, and if we're interested in another couple or a single, but they're not paying any attention to us and they go play with our friends, like, yeah, it, it kind of stings because you're like, I'm not good enough right. type thing. But I'm not mad at my friends because they got to play with that person or people. No, because like, let them have a good time and get to experience that with that person. And, you know, like I said, maybe that person's just not really feeling you that night exactly. or just in general, they're yeah. not really feeling you. Yeah, We couldn't be, you know, we may not be their type. Right. And or, that's fine. or maybe they did want to play, but your paths crossed at the wrong time and you started playing with somebody else while they were looking for you yeah. and they came across your friend and yeah. they also wanted to play with them too. Like yeah, you just, should be able to, play with whoever you want to and not have like a time restraint or a claim staked on you because someone else is interested. It really does blow my mind. Like it's a very childish activity right there. Yeah. Like you you don't do that to people in general. And like, I've even had it where somebody will, you know, claim to be poly, you know, like Mm. they're poly or they say they're poly. Okay. And they're going after this person in the swing lifestyle for a poly relationship, right? Okay. So therefore that makes them off limits to you. No, that's bullshit. They're on the lifestyle. So if they exactly. want to play with me if they or are, you, then they have the right to be able to do what they as they choose. If they are at a swing event mm-hmm. and I go up to them and say, hey, I'm interested in playing with you if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, totally. And we go play. And my friend who is trying to have a poly relationship with this person gets butt hurt. Like, I don't give a fuck because yeah. it's, it's not, not, it's not like you're trying to steal their poly relationship away. Right. And if you think being poly means you get to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they're only going to be with you, I hate to break the news to you, but that's not really how it works. Well, no, because a poly person is always going to have a space available for somebody else because they need that fulfilled for them because, you know, they're basically like a little puzzle piece and they need all those pieces together. Sometimes it only takes one more person. Sometimes it takes two more people. So that doesn't mean you're going to be the only one. 
Well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, if you're poly, unless you go into a relationship with a poly person mm-hmm. and basically say, hey, I'm married, mm-hmm. but I want our relationship to be, you know, exclusive. We're monogamous with each other. Okay. Meaning that person can't go date other people. Right. I don't know many polyamorous people that will be okay with that. No. They're going to be like, uh, no, I'm going to date you and whoever else I want to fucking date. Yeah. So just to have that notion of, you know, I'm trying to pursue a poly relationship with this person so you can't play with them is fucking bullshit anyway. <laughs> yes. The the two worlds don't really come together. They're kind of separate. Yeah. I mean, we're polyamorous. Right. And we swing. Right. But we're not looking to have a relationship, like full-blown relationship, like we would in a polyamorous stance when we're swinging. Right. Like, unless, gr- that, unless that person or people wanted that as well, it, and we all agreed to it. Right. But that's not what we go to swing events looking for. No. Not at all. It's to be able to experience other people we want to and fuck to have other fun. People. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's it. We just want to fuck. We're not looking friends. for another relationship. <laughs> yeah. So it hurts my brain. <laughs> it hurts your brain as you're like, I have a yeah. brain freeze right now. Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't see this if you're just listening and not watching the podcast. Right now, he looks like he's having a migraine. <laughs> oh, like my eye is twitching. <laughs> oh, goodness. Because this happens so often. It does. And not just with our friends. Like, we hear about it, you know, in the groups and all this stuff. And, it's, you know, like, you, especially new people, they're like, oh, you know, I was interested in, or we were interested in this couple and some friends of ours, you know, poached them because <laughs> we were them. at an event talking to this, you know, this couple. And our other friends came over and just were like, hey, let's go play. Right. And they're like, they poached them. No, they didn't poach them. You couldn't seal the deal and they could. Right. And like, that's the other thing too. Um, You can't get mad at the other person. Like say you had your eye on somebody and they go and decide to play with somebody else. You can't get mad at that person for playing with somebody else. Like blame them for not being able to seal the deal or have an experience that you wanted with them that said night. Right. Like if you're trying to, you know, have a play session with another couple or a single and you haven't accomplished that, mm-hmm. you know, by the time play really gets going, because like normally people start playing hardcore when, you know, the club or the party is like two hours from winding down. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like say the club or party ends at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. If you haven't made it happen by midnight, I'm sorry. Whoever you're talking to is free game. Agreed. I mean, to me, they're free game the entire night. But if you want to try to be nice and you wait until that two-hour window Mm -hmm. to be like, well, they haven't played with anybody yet, so I'm going to shoot my shot. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get mad at the other people for being able to do what you couldn't in the last three, four, five, six hours. Right. And also, don't get mad at that individual that you wanted to play with for playing with that other people. That's right. what I was saying. Like, well, yeah, it, you, you basically, you need to be held responsible <laughs> for your own actions. If you didn't seal the deal to make shit happen that you wanted to occur, that's on you. 
take that up with yourself. I feel like there's so many people in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that can't take responsibility for themselves. They're really. And and it's like that in the world too. Nobody wants to take responsibility for why, you know, their life turns out the way it does or, you know, whatever actions they do, it, it causes this negative reaction. Right. It's a blame everybody else but yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you've been talking to said person mm-hmm. online and, you know, or you're texting and you're trying to make things happen and you're in person and you still don't make it happen, there's a really good chance they're not interested and yeah. they're just too afraid to say that because they think you're going to overreact and you prove them right when they do go play with someone else and you throw a fucking temper tantrum like a toddler. Yes, exactly. And maybe they dodged a bullet because of that. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I don't care if I'm friends with somebody. If they pull that bullshit and they get mad at people for mm-hmm. playing with the people they wanted to play with, I see them in an entirely different light. So I have a question for you. If you and a buddy are talking and you both are looking at a female that you want to play with Mm -hmm. and she is not showing any interest in your friend, but definitely showing interest in you and wants to play with you. Do you go to your friend and let them know like, Hey, I know you had your eyes on her. I've been speaking with her. Okay. And she wants to play with me. There's a, a couple sides to this. Okay. I want I want to know if what If they're like on my it. best friend, yeah. I'm doing everything I can to include him in the play session. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, like I'm talking him up yeah. to the, you know, to the woman. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh man, sell the deal, make it You're going to love the shit out of the two of us together." You, you know. Yeah. Like we have super good chemistry, you know, we'll Make sure that you get taken care of in every possible way. You know, it'll be hot as shit. And if she's still not going for it, <clears throat> then I'll probably go up and be like, hey, man, I fucking tried. Okay. But I'm going for it. But if they're my best friend, they're going to be like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, well, let me know how it is. Right. You know? Right. Like, they would be happy for you. In the same way with me. Mm-hmm. If someone wasn't interested in me, but they wanted my best friend or one of my good friends, I would be cheering them on. I'd be like, fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah. that's like, I don't know. Well, you're, suppo- friend, you're supportive of yeah, them. As a friend, that's what you should do. Like, you should be happy that your friends are getting that attention. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I know I'm staring at you like, why the fuck don't you understand? But, <laughs> but I'm pretending like you're those people. But, yeah. Because I just, I can't fathom how you can say you're friends with somebody Mm -hmm. and then get upset because they are getting the attention that you wanted. Like, that's something that you do with people you don't fucking know. Or just even then it's not cool, but you don't do that to your friends. No, you don't do that to your friends. And really, it just reminds me of fucking high school drama. Like, you don't act like that. Yes, it's exactly exactly like high school. You know how many fights I got in in high school? A lot. Because Well, (laughs) yes, I know you know that. But I got in so many fights because the girls that I dated Mm -hmm. didn't want the people I was acquaintances with. 
So uh, then they wanted to so fight me. So they got mad at you yeah. because you were talking to her. Yeah. And they're like, well, why the fuck aren't they talking to me? Yeah. So, you know, of course, they want to feel all big and bad until they fucking hit the floor. Right. But obviously we can't do that in the swing setting because then we'll get banned from clubs and parties. But sometimes you just want to. I, 100%. If somebody pulled that shit with me. Like, I would well, definitely want to take it out to the parking lot. Oh, I'm sure. And but at the same time, too, like, we just don't associate with anyone that, you know, acts that way. Because it's the whole point of being in the lifestyle is to be able to explore your sexuality, to be able to have the experiences, fulfill your fantasies, and to create these connections with these people. But why would you go and literally create drama over something so stupid literally i hate to say it but it's just stupid yeah i mean the best analogy that i can come up with is the people that say they don't like drama right right are the same people that say they don't like shit but will build a house in a fucking porta potty that is a very interesting analogy but i see exactly where you're going with it you know it's like i i don't like drama but yet they're always the ones starting it right right and the thing is, is there's no there's no place for that in the lifestyle because it kills the vibe for everybody. And it also just drains everybody's mental <laughs> levels because you're there to have a good time. And again, it's just like, why it is not necessary and it's childlike behavior. Well, see, I feel like this happens a lot in the club scene, not so much at like the hotel parties and mm. like the resorts and stuff like that. Maybe it's because there's more time involved when you go to those places. Well, there's more time in between, I think. Mm, Where like the club okay. scene, you can go every weekend. You see the same fucking people oh, every weekend. Yeah. You know, you, you form these kind of circles. I'm not like, going to say clicks, but. <laughs> right. It, it's it's the, the people that you, you interact with and that you potentially play with right. on more than a one time of basis. Or not even that you play with, just people that you gravitate towards. You know, like you get along well. Mm-hmm. So it's your circle. But what happens in these little circles is you don't actually become good friends. You become close acquaintances mm -hmm. because you're in the same place doing the same things. Right. You know, and you just happen to vibe well enough that you're like, hey, I want to spend some time with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how this happens. But you don't actually get to that friendship level where this stuff that we're talking about isn't an issue. You know, that's a that's a really good point. And I think that's exactly kind of what happens when you, you create those friendships is you don't have that anymore because like you said, you're you're there to support your friend and be happy for them for the experiences that they get to have. And even if it's with the same person you have an interest in, you're still rooting for them and wanting them to succeed and have a good time in it. You would think. But because those friendships are so surface level. Yeah some of these people can't have that level of compersion mm. for their friends. And compersion is hard. Um, I mean, I, I know I've struggled with it for a long time and I still have moments where I struggle with it, but I feel like over time it, it gets easier and just kind of starts to come naturally. Right. But you would think like if you saw the same people every weekend at the club yeah. and they're in your circle, yeah, you would think that you could have at least some level of compersion to be happy when they get to experience the things that you may not get to. Yeah, I would. 
I mean, I feel like I would too. Because like you have some form of interaction with them, regardless of being like, you're not obviously like best friends with them or like really, really close. But like you said, they're part of your circle. So if they do get to, you know, play with somebody, then you're going to be happy for them because like you said, they get to experience that. Yeah. I mean, like a good example, uh, Juan, Mm -hmm. he will probably get to play with Terry before I do. And you're not mad about it. No, I'm like, fucking do it, bro. I mean, yeah, like, tell me how it is. You right. Know? You're you're exactly on the, like, you're literally like the little cheerleader on the sidelines. And you're like, get it, get it. Yeah, you got it. I mean, fuck, I'll go film for him if they want. Like, Yeah, I know you will. You're like, let me get in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, right Lift there. your ball sack. I need a better shot. You're like, no. like, get underneath that booty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's the type of friend I am. Yeah. I want my guys to succeed. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely. And I feel like there's not enough of that camaraderie in the swing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us eight and a half years where I finally can say, I probably have like four guy friends mm-hmm. that I'm like totally rooting for. That's awesome. I mean, <clears throat> I have a ton of acquaintances. Right. And, you know, I would still be happy for them if they got to play with somebody that I was wanting to play with Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to play with me. But when it comes to, like, my boys, I'm, like, super happy. You know, I'm cheering them on from the sidelines. Where the other guys, I'm just like, hey, man, that's awesome. Yeah, right, right. Like, you're still happy for them, but it's not, like, to the the same level of excitement and, like, compersion that you would have with, like, your bestie. Because I sure as fuck am not going to lose a friendship because they got to play with someone I wanted to play with. Like right. that's not a thing for me. So, so I have a friend who had an encounter with a girl crush of mine and I'm not mad about it. Like, I'm kind of like, all right, like go you girl. And, uh, I, I think I even said like, I want, I want tagged in, <laughs> yeah, but I I'm mean, all about that though. Like if there's like, I mean, you know how all of us girls are. So like once we all get together and we all kind of vibe with each other, oh yeah, we're all like, fucking, it's a tag team going yeah, on. <laughs> it's a big fucking orgy. It totally fucking is. And it's hot as fuck. And I like, cannot wait for the next one. So like, I was kind of excited to know like, shit, I could have a lot more of my girl crushes all in one room together. Yeah. <laughs> like this would be like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, like, it would kind of be the same thing if one of my girl crushes had a thing for, like, me and all my friends. Oh, my God, yeah. And was like, I want to be the center of attention. And me and my friends would be like. We're like, we're all fucking taking turns. Yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) fucking fire up the fucking choo-choo train. Here we go. (laughs) I mean. like Yeah, like, that would be an awesome time. And, like, again, you're not mad about it. No, why would I be? Right. I mean, we're all going to get to have an awesome fucking experience with someone we all are into. And and then here's the other thing. Don't you want to have like really awesome memories w- being in this lifestyle with the friends that you've created? Yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't want to, you know, deter that or like make it, you know, negative or like burn a bridge and be like, oh, well, you know, now, like when I look back on that, I'm so mad and pissed off. Like, I want to be like, Yo, that was the best fucking night ever. Do you remember that okay. one year where like we got really fucking drunk and we all got in the hot tub? You know, like that's the kind of shit I feel like that's how it should be. Perfect example. 
Okay. Just to, to tie this in personally uh-huh. so that, you know, the listeners can really understand and believe what we're saying. My best friend up north, Harold, mm-hmm. we had an issue, you and I, mm-hmm. because of him. Mm-hmm. But Harold never stopped being my best friend. No, like not even for a second. I wasn't mad at him at all. He didn't do anything wrong. No, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So why am I going to lose a friendship over something that he didn't have anything to do with? You know, and it's the same thing in what we're talking about. You know, your friends or that couple or that single didn't do anything wrong. They're there to fuck. Right. And you can't control that either. That's another thing that I think kind of irks me. Is it? Is it because you're putting these stake or claims on people, you're trying to control their experiences in the lifestyle. Yes. You can't do that. It's, it's one, just you like having... Don't do it, period, but... It's just like people having a one penis policy. Exactly. Like, it's kind of the same thing, just... With other people that yeah. don't belong to you. Exactly. <laughs> like, you do you. You let other people do them. Yeah. And if you collide together and you have an awesome time, that's great. If you don't, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, because, like, who's to say if a- any of our friends who went through this, if their friends would have been cool about it, maybe the next time the... The people that, you know, quote unquote, were in the wrong was like, hey, we want to bring our friend in, too. Is that cool? Yeah. And that might be the only way that person was ever going to get any attention, because obviously, if they couldn't seal the deal on their own. Right. And then their friends who did get to play are like, hey, we want our friend to be involved. Right. Kind of like how you were talking about before, where like you would try to encourage your friend to be brought in. From the very beginning, but if it didn't happen that first time, you know, maybe it could the second time. Right, but if you fucking throw a hissy fit, that's never going to happen. No, absolutely so not. So not only are you not going to get to play, you're going to potentially not play with that person. Well, you're going to potentially lose friends over it. Yeah, and you're going to make yourself look like a fucking raging douchebag, a very controlling one. Yeah, so there's just no reason to act like that. In an adult lifestyle. (laughs) No, absolutely not. So, I mean, that's my take. It's fucking stupid. It is. Don't claim anybody except your partner. (laughs) Yes, that is important. It's clean. You know. You can claim your partner because, you know, they're yours. Right. (laughs) But you can't claim people that are in the lifestyle, sharing the same space as you, trying to achieve the same thing as you. Even if it's not with you. That's the the key point. That is a key point. You know, they're trying to have the same experiences as you, even if it's not with you. Yes. 100%. So. That was perfect. Pull the dick out of your ass. So that maybe you're a little less butthurt next time. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to polyamory. All right. I know we skip this topic a lot, but. We do. It's kind of tough because we're not really always in the poly scene because we don't have a a whole lot going on down here. No, it's really hard. And so, all right. So we're in an area 
where it does exist. However, it's kind of farther away than where we would be, you know, ever traveling to. So like a lot of the stuff that we see is usually around like the shoreline, like getting close to Florida. Mm-hmm. We're not ever really in that direction. We try to make it there like once a year, but a lot of the times we get pulled more north. So we don't really get to get into a lot of that poly. And because we are in the Bible Belt, it's kind of like taboo. <laughs> I will say though, <laughs> I just very recently as of this week, Mm-hmm. may have a potential for a solo uh, poly thing. You do. I mean, very uh, early stages, baby stages. <laughs> You're like, I'm not really sure, but the fact that she hasn't fleed the scene yet after right. she found out that I have a wife is a positive note. <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, I don't care if you have a wife. I just don't want to be like involved with her as well. Yeah, unfortunately, she is not bi, yeah. so it's okay. It, I will go check out other women. <laughs> I mean, she is eye candy, though. I mean, eye candy's nice. <laughs> so, I mean, e- even if she does come around and hang out, at least you have something to look at. Yeah, that's a plus. So, I mean, I'm excited about that and seeing what happens, you know. I, I, but as of right now, I just told her, I'm like, I'd like to be friends. That's a good start. And I feel like that doesn't give her any pressure either. So. Yeah, because I'm not trying to be like, I want to be your boyfriend. Yeah. You're just like, I want to get to know you because I think you're a cool chick. And if things develop, great. And if yeah. not, then I still met a really cool chick. Exactly. And have a new friend who is in the area. That is very easy on the eyes, which is always a plus. That's a big plus. Yeah. Because that's hard to find down here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now, okay. So, we're going to talk about you finding a boyfriend. Yes. But before we get into that, since I have found a potential partner. Uh-huh. What are some of the struggles for you if I were to date solo? Like, well, I mean, the, the biggest struggle is, you know, the time that you need to be able to also give that individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to be okay with you not possibly being in the house. And who knows, you know, if you're going to be gone for a day or two. And, you know, if I can't talk to you all the time like I usually do because you know you have to have your time with her or your phone calls with her so you know my time would be altered and it's not the same as if we were to share this a person who wants to date both of us because you know that's a little bit easier because you know I'm going to be trying to get the same time as you are and it can all happen within the same household Um, or, you know, just the time in general, we can all hang out together where in this situation it's solo. So it's all you and her, like I'm not a part of that. So it's a little bit of a struggle on that aspect too, because, you know, all I'm going to be like, is like everything going okay. (laughs) Like, I can't be like, oh my God, did you know that she gave like the best cuddles and I was having a really bad day. So she gave me a kiss on my forehead and I was just like melted. Yeah. We're not having those conversations. Um, and I think another struggle too is, you know, you know, your sexual encounters with her are not shared with me, which, you know, your privacy needs to be with you and her. But when we're together, like it's all kind of common knowledge kind of thing. So it's, I'm kind of in the dark sometimes with that when it comes to dating solo. And do you have any 
like struggles when it does come to like my sexual side of my relationships? I mean, like, is there anything that kind of, I, I, I guess where you don't want certain things or like, you're not okay with certain things happening? I mean, I know some of my struggles is the overlap when it comes to someone else also acting submissive towards you. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest hangups is, and then I know that you want to have more than one, but I also like that idea in the same house. Right. Um, as far as outside of that, you know, I'm obviously like I can't control whatever occurs, but I feel like there would have to be, you know, like a limit of, you know, how much is involved with that because that also takes time too, which would mean more time taken away from me in your relationship because you'd have to invest that into training her. Right. So that's kind of one of the things that is on my mind as far as the sexual aspect. But I mean, every now and then I have that, like, do they fuck better than me (laughs) or do, do they do a better like head game than I do? And maybe like he likes that more. So I have that sometimes, but that's just me trying to be a perfectionist. Well, yeah. I mean, you even do that in the swing world. Though. I do. Yeah. Which is me being a perfectionist. Yeah. So, I mean, but is there anything, you know, relationship specific, like what we're going to get into with you? Like, do you have anything similar um, to that? My, one of my things was to be like cleaned up before me and you would do anything. So if you went down on her, um, I would want you to, you know, brush your teeth mouthwash stuff like that um same as like take a shower before we were to do anything right i mean and and, uh, of course that's same day like you're talking right yeah the same day like obviously if we waited two days you were still obviously gonna shower (laughs) like (laughs) that would be crusty and gross (laughs) yeah we don't want none of that yeah fuck no (laughs) yeah i mean and like you had brought up too about um, you know, if she is seeing other people as well, then we have to stay on top of, yes. you know, the STI testing and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, another... which I mean, we do anyway because of swinging, right? but, but it would be more often if she is seeing other, other people. people, right? That was kind of the other thing is if she's also engaging on more, you know, polygamous relationships outside of you. You know, we don't know those other people. Right. We don't know if they're getting themselves tested annually every three months or if they are always using protection or how many people they're also seeing. And that kind of worries me because I don't want you to come home not knowing, you know, something happened and then you're exposed and now so am I and I'm going to go, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's obviously a fear for me with anything that we do. Right. But. I mean, we do get tested regularly and, you know, so far everything's been good in eight and a half years, but that's because I'm a paranoid freak. <laughs> it still worries me, you know, when you do date other polyamorous people who have multiple partners. Well, yeah, because I mean, you want to, you want to trust and believe that they're going to play just as safely as you do, right? but not, but you can't always assume that. You you can't always assume that. And you also can't always prevent it either. Right. Like there are just some things that will still occur regardless of how safe you're being because you're still going to take a chance. We learned this all in freaking health class. Right. And I mean, e- even wearing condoms, it only stops 
70% chance of getting herpes. Yeah. So, and on top of that, most people have herpes. The, the only way that you actually really find out that you have have an outbreak, right? You have an outbreak. And really what it is, is you've come in contact with somebody who has an active case that it now stressed your body. And then now you have broken out with it because it lays dormant in your body. And I mean, like something that swingers are guilty of too. Like most people don't use protection of any kind with oral. No, definitely not. And when you go to get tested, they don't test your throat. They usually, unless you request it. Right. And then you usually have to pay more for that and all Mm -hmm. that. But I mean, it's a very common thing to have. uh, You kind of got gonorrhea in the throat. Yeah, it's very common. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of. And that's also another disease that you don't know you have either. Right. Because you would just think, I have a sore throat. Right. You know, allergies. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Post nasal drip, whatever. Um, But like that kind of scares me with a poly person. Right. Because because they're going to be in a relationship with that person. Yeah. I mean, and I love head. Right. Like (laughs) I know you do. I love to give and receive. So, you know, it's, that's kind of like, I'm actually more scared in the poly realm (laughs) than I am swinging. That's really interesting. Because I don't feel like polyamorous people are as cautious, vigilant. Oh, yeah, you know, with testing, I think you're. I, I 100% agree with you with that because, like, it is just so ingrained in the swing lifestyle to make sure you are tested before events, you're tested after events because you know you don't know if you came across something, you got to wait a month or two before symptoms may arise, right. and that's just what swingers do because they want to make sure their sexual health is 100% not in trouble. So they want to protect themselves and everybody else they intend to play with. Right. Where in the poly, I mean, like they'll do their annual. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) Maybe. I think it really depends on the person, but I I just don't feel overall polyamorous people are as vigilant as swingers. I don't. I don't because they view it as just a normal relationship. Right. Yeah. You know, because like when I date somebody Mm -hmm. just monogamously. Mm-hmm. Like, like when we started dating, you didn't get tested. I didn't get tested. <laughs> no, I mean, I get tested every year regardless. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but um, it, when we started right, dating. Right, when we started didn't. dating, I didn't go out and get a test. Right, and I didn't either. We, I mean, we like, were just we kind of like. condoms. So. Yeah, we were like, you're good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, you don't have anything, right? I'm like, no. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I'm like, As yeah. of my last test, no. I'm like, yeah, me neither. We're cool. Yeah, you know. Like we're still using condoms and I'm on birth control. We're good to go. But I feel like in the poly world, that's kind of the, the mindset. Yeah. Whereas in the swing world, it's test every three months or, you know, after every big event or, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Some people test every time they play cause they don't play often. Yeah. You know, so when they do play, they're just like, Oh, time to test, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's what makes me nervous mm-hmm. for both you and I being polyamorous. Yeah, I mean, because we want to keep each other safe. I mean, and not saying that the other people we are involved with, we don't want to keep them safe either. But me and you are the center. And then from there, you know, stems whoever we end up dating. So, you know, basically it kind of like comes back to the mothership. Like you need to protect that because if that implodes, then you've got lots of problems. Yeah, so why don't we get into the topic of 
you potentially dating a man. Okay. And my, my hangups on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of our biggest things that we talked about when it came to me dating another guy is as far as like me having my sex times with them mm-hmm. and also trying to have my sex times with you. Right. So one of our things that we brought up in discussion about it was that if I had sex with the guy I was dating and then I came home and I wanted to have sex with you, you may not really want to have sex with me because maybe you aren't having any kind of like close relationship with the guy. Mm-hmm. So that would not really, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel like you were coming home to me <laughs> or yeah. I was coming home to you kind of feeling. So you wouldn't really want to partake in that. So I have to take that in, into consideration because I value our sex time very highly. Not saying that I wouldn't as well with the boyfriend, but you've been there for nine and a half years and you might be able to fuck me in ways that he definitely can't. And I'm craving the ways that you do it. But if we have the issue of, you know, you don't really know him, I kind of have to figure out, okay, my time frame. when can I do this? The other thing with having sex times with a boyfriend is if I was with them for a long period of time and, you know, we no longer use condoms, you know, he's going to probably decide we're going to, I'm going to come in you. You're not going to want anything to do with me. And it's going to be a couple of days before yeah. that would occur again, which means he's not going to go down on me, which is my other favorite thing that I love Pedro to do. So that's like another thing. Where I'm like, okay, so I would literally have to like plan a schedule on how this could work while making it, would bas- it fair for everybody. It would basically be like, and like this isn't fair, but I feel like for me, the only way that could work is if like I get you one week he gets you the next week. Oh my God. We're going to have like split custody of my vagina. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> because if I'm not like really close with this dude, uh huh. like, and he's going to come inside you. Right. Then I don't want there to be any remnants of that when we play. Right. And then, you know, there is that other thing too. And I'm sure he won't either. Well, like, yeah, I was just going to say, that's the other thing is, you know, he could also be like, yeah, I'm not going to want to like go down on you if you like had sex with your man the night before you came to see me. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I literally would have to have a freaking schedule. and Or nobody could come at you. Right, <laughs> right. And then that would be a problem because I love when that happens, especially with you, because that's kind of our thing as far as like the BDSM and our kind of like breeding kink. So it's like okay, what can I do that could potentially work for everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is, you know, the boundaries as far as, you know, what is allowed between him and I versus what me and you do. You know, like he couldn't be another dominant. It wouldn't work because it kind of still falls back on, you know, there's that time that you put in to train me to be the way that I am towards you that it's not fair that someone else takes credit for, but also, you know, he could be a dominant in a completely different way. And that's not the way that you've trained me and it may not even work for me. So there's, there's that too. Um, Now I do feel like if you guys, you know, were together for a while 
and you wanted it to be more rough, mm-hmm. like I feel like that would be okay just because like you guys are in a relationship. Right. You know, and it's not like a random. Yeah. Like I feel like you should be able to have the kind of sex that you want. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with not entering like a BDSM dynamic with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, my other thing too is the scheduling of time spent with each person. And it's kind of the same thing with if, you know, you dating solo is, you know, like I'm spoiled right now because I have you all the time. But then, you know, I think I do get in my head where I'm like, wait, I'm going to lose my time with him. I'm not going to have seven days a week, 24 seven. And see, that's where I'm, I'm more okay with that. You want to leave me, don't you? (laughs) No, but I am much more, uh, well, you like your alone time. Well, I do like my alone time, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I'm just naturally built to be okay. If you have another relationship yeah. to be okay with you spending the time with that person. Right. You know, where, where it crosses the line for me is if you put all of your time and attention into this other person. Right. And yeah. I get nothing. Yeah. You know, and like, we had talked about this to go along with last week's uh, segment, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, about like, if you do date a guy, it's probably going to be a big guy. Right. Who's dominant. Right. I- you know, so like the biggest concern I would have is when things evolved to get to that, like more rougher, you know, like type of sex and stuff, mm-hmm. that physical relationship that you would need to stay happy in that relationship. Right. Would be the, you know, if he would give you all the things that I'm giving you, but not better, but in a way that makes you feel like this is, you know, kind of what I've been wanting. Right. You know, that, that big man just totally manhandling me. And then when you come to spend time with me and, like, it doesn't make me feel the same. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a concern for me. But, again, that's a me issue. Right. So, I feel like you're going to do what you're going to do. hmm And I just have to ride it out and see, you know, how I feel about it. Right. And, like, as of right now, I don't have anything. Um, I, just, I know that I'm sure there are a few out there that would love to date me, but I'm also more on the, if I'm going to find anything, I really do miss having girl time. Like I really miss having a girlfriend. I mean, I know you do. And, and I don't like, I know like I can get Dick in the swing and I have Dick at home. What I don't have as an all the time is a girlfriend that I can you know, share my secrets with, I can go shopping with, I can cuddle on the couch with, I can, you know, have my sexy fun time with and build something with. I don't have that. Right. But that's much more difficult to find where we live. It is where, I mean, I can kind of get away with having a boyfriend down here. Well, yeah. I mean, just because nobody knows that I'm married. 
Well, yeah, because we don't really go out in the no. limelight, you know. No. Like, like, nobody really knows us down here. No, like I can go out into town and nobody knows who I am. Right. So it's not like they're going to be like, oh, where's Pedro? Yeah. No. That doesn't, it, they would literally just blink an eye and be like, it's another redhead walking around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I don't ever want to stop you from doing what you want. So, mm-hmm. like, if you did find it, I mean, like, there was that one guy that you saw at the parade. And you kept talking about him. Yeah. You know, and you're like, I don't know if he was interested or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, talk to him next time. Yeah. And I've never seen him since. So there, there I go. (laughs) But I mean, like, I feel like for my own personal uh, feelings, Mm -hmm. like I would feel better if you were to date a guy that was different than me. Yeah. Not the, you know, more dominant and you know, big guy. Just like, like the opposite. Yeah. Like if, if you dated somebody that didn't threaten our BDSM relationship, mm-hmm. I would be much happier. I mean, <laughs> You're like, I could rest easy at night and close my eyes. But I'm not going to, but I'm not going to stop you. If you right. did develop something with somebody like that. Right. I would just definitely be worrying all the time. Well, is this going to be the week that she leaves me? You know, Oh, I'm never going to leave you. But I can understand where you're coming from with it and, you know, your qualms with it. Yeah, I mean, and I know that makes me look bad. I don't really fucking care. Because like I said last week, our BDSM dynamic is one of the most important things in the world to me. Same here. So like, that's one thing that, and maybe they, I mean, I think a lot of it too. This is another thing I have to, to bring up, thinking about dating somebody and being in a BDSM relationship. I love fucking bruises and you beat the fucking piss out of my ass last week. It probably could be a little bit more, but I think I was just really hydrated. So I I didn't get as deep of a bruise, which had me a little bit sad, but I'm not sure how my boyfriend may come like think about that if well, that's, he uh, that's gets, a good point too. you know like i have this big whopping bruise that's literally the size of my whole fucking ass cheek although i'm not I sure can, how he's gonna feel about that i can say this if it's somebody like me yeah they're gonna want to do it as well see but that, that could also cause a problem right but but i'm just saying like if they're like oh well you like you know your ass right, beat right so they're gonna be like so i can do that to you too and I'll be like no fuck you can't right and then <laughs> that would probably be an issue for them like well why does he get to do it Right, and then that kind of goes back to the whole, well, you know, he put in all this work, and this is something that I share with him, and only he is allowed to leave bruises like that on me. Nobody else is. Yeah, so, I mean, but that's another reason why I feel like dating someone who is not like that at all. Yeah, would be the only be way best. to make it yeah. work. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of, uh, there's definitely a lot of things that will make it difficult if I find somebody that's very similar to you. Yes. You know, and, but like the thing that is funny now, I know like the only two guys that were way different than me Mm -hmm. that you've liked were black guys. Or were they different because they were black? (laughs) Well, they're my size, you know, Yeah. like, but they were super sweet. They were really sweet and you're not sweet. (laughs) I know, but that's, that's what kills me. Like if they're black guys. You're totally into the sweet, you know, like. I think it's just their thing. Cause I even have it at work. They like talk to me in such a sweet manner and they're like, call me beautiful and baby. And I'm just like, okay, I see what you're putting down. 
<laughs> yeah, like, but, and they compliment me on my freaking blue eyes, and I'm like, thanks. But when it comes, you know, to white guys, yeah, like you don't give the guys, you know, like myself or those other two gentlemen, the time of day. No, it's only the big guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're usually dominant. Somehow, yeah, because I I really don't know of any like big built guys that are not dominant. No, I mean, like there is the one couple up up the road here uh-huh. that uh he's a super sweet guy. I mean, he's a big guy. Oh yeah, but he's like, super sweet. And, and I think that gets me too. Yeah, I mean, like that that's another one that's like, all right, I'm gonna I would shoot my shot with that one. <laughs> right, <laughs> but big guy. He is a big guy. Yeah. So. You have yet to meet somebody like, <laughs> like my size, right? No matter how sweet they are or whatever. Yeah. Unless they're handsome black men. <laughs> okay. So there's another one that comes into my work and he threw something at me the other day. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but it was something like he thought that I was calling him cute. And this is probably the first that he's ever remotely said something flirtatious towards me. Cause normally he just tells me what he needs as how my day is. And that's about it. So I was thrown a little bit off when he said it. And I was just like, well, maybe I was. And <laughs> he literally stopped talking. And I think he literally was just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I killed that one, but he's was your size and very sweet. I don't really feel like he was a dominant one. He was very soft-spoken, very quiet. And he was a white guy. He was a white guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And here I go. I go and freaking chase them off. Yeah. It's <laughs> typical tank. I know. All right. We have to move on from this. Yes, we do. Um, All right. What's our BDSM topic? Well, we're going to do our dominance update on. Okay. You being dominant. Yes. On me being dominant. So give us the update. So the update as of right now is that I am still in the role of being the dominant one in, in the bedroom and kind of talking throughout, um, which I've sucked at. I, yes, you have. It just hasn't been occurring. Um, and we've all also need to work on me continuing the dominance aspect while we're in play where I have it pretty much down when it comes to the sexual aspect, but I really need to work on the mental and the like dominance talking. Yes. The verbal aspect of it. Yes. And like, that's something I remind you after every play scene is that you that, wanted me to do a little, well, little bit more. Well, yeah. Like you focus so much on the sexual yeah. side of it. Yeah. I get like wrapped up in that. And that's why like I have that down. Yeah. Which I mean, even that can improve. Oh yeah. Because you're taking it like fully sexual instead of like, you know, keeping it on that 50, 50 mental and verbal and physical. It's a, it's a hard balance. I feel, um, there's a lot that goes with it, which I've said before. It's a lot of planning ahead. It's a lot of, you know, making sure that, you know, you start it, meaning me and keep things going and that dominant aspect. Um, and sometimes I I can get on a roll, but then I find myself stopping and like dropping into sometimes a submissive role um, or I just kind of get wrapped up in what we're doing and then yes. that doesn't help you because then you're kind of stuck in limbo. Yeah, like you definitely get wrapped up in your own pleasure. Yeah. Which I, like it isn't always a bad thing. No, 
But when it's every scene, mm-hmm. that's when you have to learn to reel it in. Yeah. And be like, okay, you know, I've already came three times. Like <laughs> I need to give my submissive what they actually need. Yeah. You know, and it's not to get off. That's not the need. You know, it's that mental domination. Okay. And having the uh, physical side of domination that doesn't involve sex. Yeah. I seem to definitely be very sex oriented when it comes to it. Right. So, you know, like you definitely need to be a little rougher. Okay. You know, like with your hands and Mm. like we've talked about, you know, I really have very few limits Mm -hmm. that, that I've given you. So it's okay to, you know, be really rough mm-hmm. and to kind of put me in my place. And I've tried testing you by kind of like bratting out, uh-huh. but you don't really take control of that in a way that, you know, like it reminds tr- you to put you back in your place. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I see what you're talking about. Cause there's, be- there's definitely moments where you were being bratty, like now looking back and I went, Oh yeah. And what I could have done is, you know, I could have, you know, flipped you over and I could have spanked your ass or I could have, you know, degraded you or did something that made you go, oh, okay, yep, she's paying attention. Right. You know, because if someone's a brat with me, I mean, like you've tried it. Yeah. And I get that, my ass whooped. How'd that work out for you? you know? <laughs> Not <laughs> as bad as what I got last weekend, but I've gotten my ass whooped where I went, Okay, I'm crying. I'm I'm good now. Thank you, sir. Right. And like if you don't give a response that I'm looking for, like you'll get smacked in the face and Right. Like if I didn't say yes, sir, I used to be smacked in the face. Um until I would say it. Yeah, I mean, so there's all these things that you still need to improve upon. Yeah. You know, and like the running joke between us is the faster you I know. get this down, the faster you get to go back to getting your ass beat. I know. So you need to, you know, really focus on your dominant side because it's not so much that you're, that you have a hard time seeing me as your submissive now. Like you've mm-hmm. kind of gotten over that. Yeah, I have. It's just, you have to put I, that time and effort in Yeah. to actually doing it. Yeah. It's kind of just like getting it all put together too. Right. So like, and don't overthink it. Yeah. That's my biggest thing too is I overthink it. Like it can be something like super simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we're on the couch scrolling through TikTok or on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you can just be like, you know, because you usually sit there naked in your robe or whatever. <laughs> you know, it can be like, hey, bitch, get down on your knees and eat my pussy while I fucking uh, talk to these guys on the phone. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's shit like that, that you need to learn when and where to do it. Right. And think of those opportunities too. Right. Cause a lot of times you're just engrossed and you're not even thinking about it. Nope. Not even. Yeah. So I'm going to learn you yet. Don't it, you worry. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a learning process, uh, a learning process. Well, I mean, because you want to be able to dominate men. Oh, yeah. Because it is as, fun. As and well as women. But, like, I think you really get off more on the men. Yeah. Because you can use them 
as your personal sex toy as well yeah. as dominating them. Yeah. Where the women, I mean, like, yes. It's almost like a mutual domination kind of thing, if that makes sense. Because, like, I feel like us women sometimes can take turns. Yeah. And you definitely do that with women. Yeah. So with the men, like, that's what I'm really training you for is the men. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that I'm teaching you can cross over. Right. You would just have to find what, you know, works when you switch it over to using it on women. Right. So uh, if you guys, like if you, if if any women listening are the dominant type in your relationship, feel free to send us a message or whatever, giving Tink some words of wisdom. Yes, please. You know, that way maybe I can keep that in my mind. So that way when I'm having my scenes with Pedro, I can, you know, revert back to that or keep repeating it in my head. So that way I'm staying in that mind frame of being, you know, a dominatrix. Absolutely. Because I feel like um, once you get to that point where you can just think it mm-hmm. like without, you know, planning. Right. You'll be in good shape because physically like you have a lot of that down. You just have to be rougher with guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're stuck in that, like, female, like, yeah. domination where you don't want to be too rough. Yeah, I do feel like that. Like, I feel like I, I definitely could wail on you a lot harder, and I don't. Well, and it's not just the hitting. You know, it's the... the just the, 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 the overall touching of you. Yes. It's very still on the feminine side instead of being more, you know, groping roughly. Right. And even, like, you know, choking you. Like, I mean, I don't choke you very hard. No, you but. don't. But I will feel, I do feel like I, I pulled on your nipples a little harder than I normally do. You did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I mean, but I know like I kind of have a, a fat neck. You do. And my hands don't go very wide. And I also have very weak hands. Yes, you do. So that's. Start doing that like. The, the stress ball thing. Yeah. Yeah. I got to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got great grip strength, but. Just not when it's around a throat. Not when it's around a throw and just overall like endurance with it. I don't have it. Yeah. But we'll get you there. One day. So that leads us into Tink's toy box. Oh, well, yes. Which is going to be done by me, Pedro, because. You are wearing one of the toys. (laughs) I am wearing one of the toys. Um, Yes, you are. We got a. new cock cage we did this one's much better because the one that we had before was made for asian dicks <laughs> or very small dicks micropenises asian okay I mean, fine it's made Micro- in china but that's why i said it yeah it was so i couldn't even get my dick in the thing no you couldn't and i don't have a big dick so i don't know who the fuck they made Your balls this for. didn't even want to fit in there yeah like i, I could it took both of us to get my balls <laughs> and my dick through the ring. And we couldn't even get the other part on. Yeah, and then the part that goes over my dick, you couldn't even get it on the head. No. And that's when I was like soft, soft. Yeah. And I'm like small, soft, so I don't know who the fuck they made that for, but it wasn't me. It was made for a finger. <laughs> I mean, my finger barely fit in there. <laughs> well, no wonder your fucking cock didn't fit. Yeah, so um, we got a new one from Amazon. Yes. And I will tell you exactly which one it is here in a second. I got to pull this up. So 
The one I got is by ULEAD. So U-L-E-A-D-E. And okay. it is uh, the birdcage style. Yes. So it has like the big gaps in between each of like the birdcage wires, I guess. Yeah. So basically it looks like a dick shaped upside down birdcage. Yeah. See, I don't know. Probably Camera will pick see. that up, but. <laughs> um, and the other thing, the it's all metal. Mm-hmm. It has a pee hole at the very end. It does. And the ring that you put your balls and your dick through, you know, that you lock the cage onto is actually big enough. Yes. <laughs> to fit my dick and balls through. Yeah. So that's a plus. Like, I mean, it's still a bit of a struggle because I have kind of big balls, but yeah, um, it was much more comfortable to put on than that first one. Yeah. Like, really, the, the biggest struggle was just trying to get the the last ball through because it was like, nope. And you tried again, and it was like, nope. Yeah, and I will say um, it's got some weight to it. Mm, so it, like, pulls on you, like a constant reminder. It, it, it Like, you definitely know it is there. Nice. Like. I like it. So the only thing I'm ho- I'm hoping it makes my dick bigger <laughs> because it's, like, pulling on it all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, because, like, you know how they say if you, like, put weights on it, it'll stretch it? Oh, no. Didn't didn't know about that, but I guess maybe. Supposedly, it's a way to lengthen your dick. Huh. I don't really believe it, but they say that it works a little bit. Huh. So, maybe if I wear this motherfucker for a while. I was going to say, maybe, like, a quarter of an inch or something. Yeah. Get me a little bit of that inch and a half I lost when I got fat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, you couldn't have gotten too fat because your pants are almost falling off today. I know that's that diet that I'm doing. It's doing great. So overall now you haven't gotten like a chub or anything. No, I have not gotten a chub or like hard at all. So I'm going to pull this down here. He's uh, taking off his pants so that we can see this cock cage. So I mean like, so right now, I mean, I'm like small small like you're like it's it's yeah like my normal small size yeah and it has three quarters of the cage filled yeah you know so like i still have room i have about three quarters of an inch between the tip of my dick and the end of the cage so it will be interesting to see you like pee with it yeah i mean that's kind of like what i'm i'm curious about yeah because the other one had like a slit, like a wide slit at the end. Yeah. To where, you know, like your your pee hole would be right there. Right. Where this is like you are actually aiming more towards the cage. Right. And not the hole in the cage. Yeah. So, I mean. It's kind of like, do you need to like hold your dick toward, like push your dick down towards the hole when you pee or. Like, well. I think, like, if I push it, like, yeah. back towards me, yeah, I can line it up like that. Right. You would just have to be a little bit more hands-on versus just, you know, pulling it, pulling your pants down and taking a piss. Yeah, because, I mean, like, for me, I don't hang super long. No. All the time. But the, the weight of the cage probably 
Like, I'm missing, like, an inch of soft dick. Yeah. Just because of how the cage pulls down on it. Yeah, because it's got weight to it. But, it, like, if I pull it up where it's supposed to be... Then you actually line up closer to that hole. Then, I mean, like... Oh, my, yeah, you're, like, right there. Yeah, I mean, like, my dick touches the end of it. Yeah. So, I'll just have to, like, hold it. Yeah, just, like, pull it up a little bit for that little bit that falls forward from the weight. Oh, you must be excited. There's some pre-cum. Yeah. Look at that. So... My man likes to be in a cage. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if it was that. I think it was just from talking about the other shit. Oh, maybe. We'll, we'll go with it. But, I mean, I've been wearing it this whole time. Yeah. And even a little bit before we started the show. Mm-hmm. How's it been feeling? Has it, get, has it been hurting at all? Or um, Sitting here doing the show, there was at one point, like, I kind of had to, like, flop my dick around. Yeah. <laughs> because. Were you uh, being pinched? Yeah, uh, my ball sack was kind of being pinched by the ring oh. because I was sitting on it. Like, okay, yeah. But, yeah. like, once I, like, moved my balls a little bit. It, like, readjusted. It was fine. Okay. Well. Like, I feel like somebody could wear this to work. That's kind of the point. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, you could, you could be comfortable wearing it outside of just being at home. The only thing that I need to test still is being able to pee. Yes, because if it makes a huge mess, then obviously you're not going to want to wear this to work. <laughs> right. So when we're done this, I will send you down to go pee and you can let me know how that goes. Well, I need to drink a bunch more water because I don't have to pee yet. Well, shit. But I mean, overall, it's very comfortable. Okay. I didn't think it, w- it would be because I mean, I, this is the first time I've ever had a cock cage on. Yeah. Even whenever I trained to be a submissive. You never wore one? I didn't have one. Hmm. Well, I guess it'd be kind of a different uh, form of, you know, submission. So it didn't really line up with what you were well, going I think, for. Well, I think they would have done it if we had one. Oh, yeah. Kind of like if you if you don't have the product, you can't really achieve that. Yeah. I mean, you can. Because it's not like it is now where you can just go on Amazon. Yeah. No, you had order to like, a cock cage. You had to go and find a company that had it and you didn't get to order it. And I will say, I mean, the only thing cheesy about this cock cage yeah. is the lock. But, yeah. But that's because it, it has to be small. Yes. So it's going to be a cheesy lock. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. Um, Other than that, though, for the price, I feel like. It's really well made. And how much was it? It was twenty three ninety nine. Really? Yeah. That's actually a really good deal for those because normally, like, if you were to go on, say, like Adam and Eve or like the Kink website, they're like fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah, easy. Now, and there's all now there's all different sizes there too. And, yeah, so and different, different kind kinds. of materials. Like, it's and it's very hard to find ones for bigger dicks. Yeah, which is crazy they to make say. It super small. Yeah, like I don't have a big dick. Does like, it make you feel like you have a big dick now? No, but <laughs> damn it! But like I'm just saying, like I don't have a big dick, so trying to find one that fit me was it's, very difficult. Yeah, and you're still kind of taking a gamble with that because you're like, eh, I think I'll fit. Yeah, and like when we put it on, I mean, like I had to kind of shove my head into the hole. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, don't tell me this isn't going to fit either. Right. I'm like, how the fuck do submissive guys with big dicks do this? I don't really know. 
I guess they would really have to shove it in there and it's just going to hurt like a motherfucker. I I don't even know how you could. Like your dick only, you know, gets so small. I don't know. <laughs> you know, cuz like when we tried that first one. Right. Like there was just there's no, no way. No. no way possible. Yeah, so I don't I don't really know how like I I know like the metal ones are a little bit more uh spacious, but well, that's why I got this one because the review said, you know, that, oh, you know, I have a, a larger than average dick and it fit me. Okay. So I was like, even if it's big on me, I don't care. Like, this is the one I'm getting. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense because like, you don't want to have a whole bunch of cock cages you can't wear just laying around. Yeah. Cause I mean like the cage itself, it's, it, it kind of has that like hanging dick shape. Yes. you like, it's like. Yep. It's slumped over your balls. It's a type. curve. Like your dick is laying over your balls. Right. And the total length, I think, is like 4.6 inches. Yeah. Which, That's I it. mean, when I'm hanging decently, mm-hmm. I'm like almost six inches soft. Yeah. When I'm hanging low. Yeah. When I'm not, it's a it's <laughs> anywhere between like an inch and a half <laughs> if, it, if I'm really cold. <laughs> yeah. Or if you've been beaten. <laughs> Up to like four inches, I'd say. Yeah. So you had a good range there where you're like, I should fit this. Yeah. So, I mean, like we kind of got me a little excited when I first put it on. Yeah. But like not chub. No. It just like, it took me to that six inch hanging mm-hmm. low, you know, type of look. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was kind of like bulging out of like the birdcage ribs yeah yeah. i mean like my whole dick was just kind of like it was starting to come up through it yeah so we'll definitely have to to play with this a little bit more and give it you know oh yeah because i want to i definitely want to try to like get you fully excited with it and see what happens but if you want to do the whole pee thing we're probably gonna have to do that first and then do yeah the play another day yeah but i mean as of right now I'm going to give this a nine out of 10 oh, just damn. because of the cheesy lock. Okay. That, that's still a pretty good review. I mean, I haven't tried a bunch obviously, but just it's comfy. That's a plus. I, I can sit here and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, like I, I know it's there because of the weight. Right. And because like, if I do start to get like it, it grows. Yeah. So you feel like the metal pressing. Against yeah. Like I flesh. can feel like the cage restricting my cock. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was on. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's kind of an odd experience, but like I'm not opposed to it. Okay. You know, so like as far as for teaching you how to be a dominant, mm-hmm. I think it's a good tool. That's good. You know. I definitely plan on maybe one day having you wear it to work. And it's not something I'm going to wear like once we switch back right now unless we do a switch just for like maintenance for you yeah but i mean i would definitely wear it to like a party just for shits and giggles (laughs) you know and be like that would be awesome be like "Ah, no touchy touchy i'm in a chastity you need the key (laughs) (laughs) you must hold the key to open the cage so i think that would be kind of funny that would be funny but yeah Good product, good awesome. price. It got here in two days. That's even know, better. Thanks to Amazon. Um, I'll put the the link for it in the show notes. 
So if you're into that or you want to check it out, you, you know, it. I would definitely recommend. Awesome. So, all right. That wraps up show number 48. Yeah, it does. It's the middle of the week. This doesn't come out for like five more days, but we're going to Pandora's again. Yes. <laughs> so we didn't want to have to do this up there. We just want to go have fun. Yeah. So it's definitely one of those things where you just want to go and relax and have a good time and get your freak on. Absolutely. And I got some pole dancing I want to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we have to make a bunch of ticky talks. Yeah. Hence the pole dancing. So, all right, guys, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, the next show after this will be a regular show, mm-hmm. but we'll be recording at Naughty Norlands. Yes. The following week. Right. And we may have some special guests, people that you may know, mm-hmm. you know, from other podcasts and TikTok and stuff like that. So we're just going to have to wait and see. What happens and what will you get to hear? Yeah, what type of shenanigans that we can get into. Oh, I'm hoping a whole shit ton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a great one. For sure. <laughs> so we will see you next week, guys. Stay kinky. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. E-N-M and Kink podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast.